Welcome to the Membership Guys podcast. Kick-ass advice and tips for membership site owners. Welcome to episode 129 of the Membership Guys podcast. I'm your host, Mike Morrison, and I want to thank you for joining me for a very, very, very special episode of the show. This episode is going out on December 27th. So right now, we're in the midst, we're in the thick of the holiday period. I hope you've had a great break, whether you celebrate Christmas or celebrate something else. I hope you've had an awesome, awesome time. And... I definitely want to thank you for taking a little bit of time out from all of that festive cheer to listen to the Membership Guys podcast. So to thank you for that and to make it worth your while, I'm going to do something that I'm hoping is going to become a little bit of a tradition here for the Membership Guys. So last year, around about this time, the final episode of the year, we put together a roundup of the most popular podcast episodes of 2016. So this year, we're going to do the same thing. We're going to look at the top 10 podcast episodes in terms of downloads and popularity from the past year. And we're going to give you little clips of some of the golden nuggets that both myself and some of the fantastic guests we've had here on the show during 2017 have shared with you, our fantastic audience. So it's a little bit of a fun. It's a good way of recapping and looking back on what's been a great year for us here at the Membership Guys. I can't actually believe it's only been a year. We've had the great privilege of speaking at a whole bunch of fantastic events around the world, events all the way from the Philippines, all the way over to San Diego and plenty of places in between. And in doing that, we've had perhaps more opportunities this year than ever before to actually meet so many of you face-to-face and to get to know a little bit about you and about your business. And that has been, without doubt, my favorite part of 2017. My other favorite bit of 2017, of course, has been seeing the journeys of all of our members that have been happening inside membersiteacademy.com. Both Callie and myself are so, so proud of the work that our members inside the academy are doing. So many great memberships coming to life growing and going from strength to strength and it's so fantastic to see now before i get all mushy and get all reflective on everything that's happened this year let's jump right in to the top 10 most popular podcast episodes of 2017 starting with number 10 our 10th most popular podcast episode of 2017 is Episode 102, Tips and Tricks for Increasing Membership Sales. So we're actually starting with the one from me. Quite a few of the top 10 have been where we've been able to bring in some fantastic guests, but it's nice to see that there's a lot of love and a lot of appreciation out there for those times where I just turn up and I just talk at a mic and do my thing and dispense my tips, advice, info, opinions, and rants. So number 10, is one such episode in which we talk through five tips for increasing membership sales, five really specific practical things. So right now, we're going to get a taste of that episode, and this is me talking about the importance of having a checkout abandonment process as part of your membership setup. Tip number three, implement a checkout abandonment process. 
Now, there are countless reasons why someone may visit your sales page, click through to the checkout, and then not bother completing the transaction. Perhaps they found themselves distracted by something else. Maybe they didn't have their credit card with them, or they were browsing at work and decided to wait until they were home before joining your site. Checkout abandonment doesn't just happen when someone changes their mind at the last minute. Often, it happens when somebody fully intends to join, but then something gets in the way. So to that end, it's crucial to implement a process for handling checkout abandonment in an automated manner. Otherwise, you're relying on that potential buyer to remember to come back and finish what they started. Often, life simply gets in the way and they forget or they stumble across an alternative. Systems like ActiveCampaign, Entrepot and Infusionsoft have tools which enable you to automatically email anyone on your list who visits your checkout but doesn't complete the transaction. You can also utilize remarketing ads via Facebook and Google in order to show promotional ads and messages which prompt people to return to your site. So you're showing specific ads just to people who went to your checkout and then didn't buy to give them that little nudge, that little reminder that get them to go back to your site and complete that transaction. There are even some membership plugins such as MemberPress which have built-in options for handling checkout abandonment. So if you're using MemberPress or if you're still trying to decide which plugin to use, then that's a big, big benefit of that particular plugin. Okay, so that was a clip from episode 102 all about tips and tricks for increasing membership sales. If you want the rest of that episode, head over to themembershipguys.com slash 102 or... Go to the show notes page for this episode, which is themembershipguys.com forward slash 129, where you'll find links to all of the episodes that feature on this top 10 from 2017. Okay, so number nine on the countdown of the most downloaded episodes of the Membership Guys podcast over this past year is... One of my personal favorite episodes of all time, episode 93 Five reasons why I dislike the closed door membership model. Now, anyone who's been following us for a while will know that I quite frequently pull out the soapbox and rant about the whole idea of having a open close, open close type of membership where you're constantly closing the doors to new members and then launching several times a year. So I pulled that soapbox back out for episode 93 and really dove a bit deeper into why I don't like that model and why through all the testing and all the experience and all the hundreds of membership sites we've been involved with, both directly and through members of our community, why this model time and time again proves to not be the best way ahead for most membership sites. So I dig into five of those reasons and right now I'm going to give you a little sample with reason number one why I dislike the closed door membership model. There is no doubt that it works for some people. There's a lot of people out there who'll be quite happy to tell you that this is the number one way of running a successful membership site. First and foremost, that should be your red flag because there is no one-size-fits-all strategy or approach to building a successful membership. And when you typically look closer at the sort of sites or at the sort of people who claim that this is such a highly effective strategy, what you'll find is that usually they are backed by an army of affiliates and a huge email list and ad budget 
without which they simply wouldn't be able to make this strategy work. Because the truth is, when you're using this kind of launch strategy, open, close, open, close all the time to promote your membership, the cost of acquisition for your members skyrockets. You have to put a lot into running ads. You have to put a lot into paying affiliates. And essentially, it gives you the worst of both worlds. And that's the first big reason why I'm not a fan of this sort of model. You get the worst of both worlds. You have the pressure and the costs of a big launch campaign without the financial payoff that you would typically get from the sort of things this sort of strategy is usually used for. The whole open, close, open, close thing or the whole launch strategy is typically used when you have a course, a course that'll cost a thousand or two thousand dollars. And so when you have that sort of high ticket item that you're selling, the fact that you have to pay affiliates for all of their referrals, the fact that you have to spend lots of money on ads isn't as big an issue because you're selling a $1,000 or a $2,000 course. When you're selling a membership site where typically you're not going to be charging any more than maybe $50 to $60 per month, or if you're selling annual memberships, you're maybe going to be charging between four dollars and $500 at most, that's not a high ticket item to the degree of an online course. And as such, you are getting the worst of both worlds. You get all the pressure and all the costs and all the high intense buildup, the risk of doing a big launch but you're not getting that huge financial payoff. So it really is the worst of both worlds. That's one of the main reasons I'm not a fan. All right, so that was a clip from episode 93. If you want that full episode, and if you haven't listened to it already, by the way, I do personally count this as my favorite episode that I've ever done to the membership guys. And the response and the feedback this episode got was fantastic. I've had several people contact me, some fairly high profile, to tell me that they've completely changed their mind on their strategy on the back of the case that I made against the closed door membership model in episode 93. Head on over to themembershipguys.com forward slash 93 to listen to that episode for yourself. Okay, so now number eight on the countdown of most popular episodes of the Membership Guys podcast in 2017 is... It's episode 113. It wasn't too long ago. This was the episode we put out on the second anniversary of Member Side Academy. And it features Callie Willows and myself talking about our reflections on our second year of running our own membership website preparing for the workshop and, and all of that kind of fell onto a me. A lot which, of that fell on your shoulders, yeah. And but the good thing with that is I love that kind of thing. Yeah, so. yeah. This is Callie's forte. And so um, I'm more a show up and wing it kind of guy. Callie is the more sensible, the more pragmatic, the more organized. And, uh, you know, that's why it works. But uh, with that, that month was insane. We we flew out to the Philippines. We were over in the Philippines for, was it a week? Over a week? Ten days. Ten days. We flew. I, this seemed like a good idea at the time, right, guys? You'll have to believe me on this. It seemed like a great idea to fly back to the UK on the Friday, stay in the UK for the weekend, and then fly out to San Diego on the Monday. So the Philippines are eight hours ahead of the UK. The US on the West Coast is eight hours behind the UK, and for some reason, we figured coming back and doing a few days here would be preferable to just flying from the Philippines to San Diego. Um, it didn't work out that way. And so, uh, yeah, the workbook was created on the flight from London to San Diego by Cali. 
while I slept the whole way. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, Mike slept and I spent 12 hours creating what if I do say so myself and I don't big myself up often, but a pretty awesome, awesome yeah. workbook. It was it was very good, but it was supposed to be something where it was kind of, okay, well, we can sit and plan this out and you, you can type it up and all that sort of stuff, but we'll throw ideas back and forth. It'll be great working on this together on the plane. Yeah, I think it worked out for the best though. Yeah. It worked out for the best because the end result was great and I had an amazing night's sleep. <laughs> you did. All right, so if you want to find out a little bit more about year two of our experience of running Membersite Academy, head on over to themembershipguys.com slash 113 to listen to that full episode. The ones with Callie and myself always tend to be amongst people's favorites. So that's actually partly what inspired Callie to start her own podcast. If you haven't checked that out, that's called Behind the Membership. She was getting a little sick and tired of me not inviting her onto my show enough times. And to be honest... We used to get a lot of our listeners telling us they want more Cali. So, you know, that did wonders for my ego. But, of course, it did spawn a fantastic podcast behind the membership. Check that out. It's on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, all that good stuff. And, of course, as we mentioned before, if you want links to all these individual episodes, check out the show notes for this episode, themembershipguys.com slash 129. And we've got links to everything you need on that page. All right, so now it's on to number seven on the countdown of most popular podcast episodes from this past year, and that honor goes to Mr. Grant Baldwin from thespeakerlab.com. Grant Baldwin is an absolute master when it comes to the world of public speaking, and many speakers, both beginner and seasoned, experienced veterans of the speaking circuit, turn to Grant for advice on their speaking career. So I was thrilled to have the chance to get Grant on the show to talk more about how you actually grow your membership with public speaking. So here's just a little bit of gold that Grant shared on that episode. The other thing I would say along the same lines is that speaking is very much a relationship business. People do business with people they know, like, and trust. So look at it from the event planner's perspective. Whenever, you know, let's go back to Tropical Think Tank. When Chris puts us on stage, it's a reflection on Chris. If we suck, it makes Chris look bad. Chris is in the business of not making himself look bad, right? We all are, <laughs> right? So you got you to gotta remember that um, it's so much more than just if you're a great speaker, but, um, and Chris would probably say this, there's people that are great speakers, but they're just, they're horrible people off stage, you know, <laughs> or they're just not yeah. people that like you, you want to be around. So speaking is very much a relationship business. So I, I can speak to my own experience of how did I get booked to speak at tropical think tank? Well, it started probably three years before whenever I met Chris in an event and he and I stayed in touch and we'd chat from time to time and I never asked for anything and we'd cross paths and events here and there. Oh, and then it worked out. So it's not like yeah. this, you know, first date, wham, bam, thank you, man. It's, it's a, it's a long-term relationship. That was a really fun episode with Grant. Check it out with the membershipguys.com slash 107. I had such a great time chatting to Grant and he's actually somebody who I had the great pleasure of spending a little bit of time with earlier in the year before we talked on the podcast over in the Philippines as part of the Tropical Think Tank event hosted by Chris Ducker, where we were both speakers. Now, talk about ramping the pressure up for me. 
to be speaking at an event where there is an expert on public speaking in the audience. But thankfully, Grant was very complimentary about my talk and about my session. And honestly, there were a few things in Grant's talk that actually I picked up and incorporated into my own. So it was quite fortuitous to be able to spend some time with Grant over in the Philippines and, of course, to get him on the show for episode 107. We're now at number six on our countdown of most popular podcasts in 2017. And number six is... It's episode 198, Advanced Tips and Tactics on Offering a Membership Trial. So these solo episodes are holding their own here. I'm quite glad that this countdown isn't all just other people. I might start to take it a little bit personally. You know, if all of these guests are our most popular shows and there wasn't enough love for me. But this episode was a very, very popular one because it is highly, highly practical for anybody who's considering offering a trial in their membership. So we're going to just give you a little bit of a taste, a little bit of a sampler from episode 98, one of the tactics we recommend if you really want to get the most out of offering a trial to increase your membership sales. Now, make no mistake, a free trial is certainly a lot more attractive to people because there is literally zero risk. However, there's a few things to take into consideration. First and foremost, if you charge someone a nominal amount, so a single dollar, then the mindset shift because someone's giving you money versus someone just signing up for something for free, there's a little mindset shift there in terms of how people perceive your membership, how people perceive what they're actually signing up for. And that can sometimes, and quite often in a lot of cases that we've observed and tested, that can lead to much higher conversion rates for people going from the trial period to full-blown members. So that tiny little difference, a single dollar, can change the way in which people view and approach your membership and the type of people that you actually attract. On that front as well, the fact that you would need to take that dollar in payment, that ensures that obviously someone has input their credit card details and you are proven that those details work, that they are correct and they are valid by charging that single dollar up front. So again, that can decrease problems with failed billing when the trial is actually over. There's also another factor, which is a purely technological one. Most WordPress membership plugins, and we know that a lot of our audience are running their membership sites on WordPress, and indeed we do for our own site. Most membership plugins, even for a free trial, from a purely mechanical point of view, they still need to take card details. That is because if you're setting up a subscription and you're using PayPal or Stripe or any of these things, they still need the payment details somewhere in order to rebuild at the end of the trial period. And so those deals have to be taken up front. Now, if someone is a little bit risk averse and they see that you've got a free trial, but you want their credit card details, sometimes they're going to think, well, hang on, this is supposed to be free. Why do I need to put my card details in now? So perhaps they think that you're trying to trick them or rip them off, but actually you and I know we're doing it because it's the only way we can technically do it using the membership plugins that we're using. But if you start trying to explain that on the sales page, then that's going to distract people. It's going to put them off and all that sort of stuff. So making your trial a $1 trial instead of a free trial, again, it removes that as a factor. So that's just something to think about. 
So that was just one of the tips and tactics that I shared for getting the most from membership trials back in episode 98. Head over to themembershipguys.com slash 98 for the rest of those tips. All right, we're into the top half now and coming in at number five... It's that man, Chris Ducker from Upreneur.com, who joined me for the second time. He's the only return guest on the Membership Guys podcast, unless you count Callie Willows. And you can't really count Callie because she is the other half, she would say, and most others would say, the better half of the Membership Guys. So Chris has that sole distinction of being the only return guest on the Membership Guys podcast, and that's for a reason. And it's because he's got a lot of value bombs, as he would say, to share from his, not just from his own extensive business experience, but also from running his membership, youpreneur.com. So I had Chris on back in episode 103 to talk all about how he leverages the live events that he runs. So the conferences, the little intimate events like Tropical Think Tank, the high ticket stuff, down to his small group masterminds, how he leverages all of that stuff to grow his membership and what you can do to bring live events into your membership strategy. So here's a little clip from my interview with Chris Ducker. Well, you can't, you know, the, the, my whole thing is I want to build, I want to build relationships based on the handshakes and the hugs. That's what I always say. Um, and, uh, I, I, I truly believe that you just cannot, even with the ridiculously connectable world that we live in, um, you cannot, and you shouldn't try and replace that human interaction element of business. Uh, as you well know, Mike, I'm a very, very old school entrepreneur. I call it how I see it. Um, if, you know, if it's BS, I'll let you know if it's incredible, I'll let you know. And, and I believe wholeheartedly in my P2P or people to people business philosophy. Um, and that means that we've got to spend time face to face in the flesh with each other as much as we possibly can. Even more so important when we're running a membership business because of the fact that so much of it is taken for granted to, to live online with what we're doing day to day, the way that we're interacting, the way we're learning, the way we're getting takeaways and taking action. It's all online. Let's face it, right? So I think even more so with a business like a membership business, um, very important to get in touch with people and and to, to actually hang out with people in person as much as you can. This was a very fun chat with Chris. I always love getting him on the show. I have some great fun talking to him, whether I'm going on his podcast or he's coming on mine. So if you haven't heard that, check it out at themembershipguys.com slash 103. Number four on the countdown of most downloaded Membership Guys podcast episodes. It's Carrie Green from Female Entrepreneur Association. She joined me in episode 87, and it was a little bit of a different one with Carrie. Carrie was talking a lot more about mindset. And honestly, that's an area we don't touch on here too much at the Membership Guys podcast, and perhaps we should because it obviously resonates and it's very popular with you guys. But in addition to talking about her own membership, Female Entrepreneur Association, Carrie really zeroed in on how you can mentally condition yourself for success as a membership site owner. And it was an absolute pleasure having Carrie on the show, and we got lots of great feedback from you guys. So here's a little clip of our chat back in episode 87. 
when I started the Female Entrepreneur Association, I created this little mission for myself that was called Mission Success. I talk about all this in the book because I just feel like this it changed my entire life. So I, it was just called Mission Success. And I just asked myself the question, what would be possible if I conditioned myself for success? What would my life be like? Can I create the life of my dreams? Can I create the business of my dreams? And so I'd ask myself these questions and it was, I decided it was like this fun exploration to see what was possible. And when I switched into that frame of mind and it changed everything because all of a sudden I started to think, what is possible. And I started looking for the opportunities and I expanded, I opened myself up. And I um, talk about this idea of firstly, enrolling yourself in the university of opportunity, because like, you know, so many of us spend a lot of time, even if it's at college, at university, when we were younger, um, or now when we're in, you know, people who are in jobs and things like that, you know, we're learning stuff. But what if you enrolled yourself in this kind of uh, invisible university of opportunity where you study opportunity, you create your curriculum, you decide what books am I going to read that are going to help me to create more success? Um, what people can I listen to? What videos can I watch on YouTube? What can I do? What strategies can I start implementing into my life that will enable me to start living a more fulfilled, happy, abundant, successful life? Um, so I talk all about that. And I also, uh, for me, I have my, uh, I call it my bag of mindset magic tricks. Um, and they're just little tools and strategies I've developed over the years that really help me to pull through and to stay in the right, right frame of mind. You know, when, uh, when, when things go wrong, when it's chaotic, when you're in a stressful time, you have to really have the mental stamina to pull through. Cause at the end of the day, uh, there's a quote I used to actually have it on my wall. It said, successful people hang on when everyone else is let go. And I would look at that quote and I think all I need to do is be the person that's prepared to hang on. And oh my God, I am prepared to hang on because that's my, this is my life. And for me, it's immersing myself in this stuff. And so if you have that, your own bag of magic mindset tricks that you can call upon to help you to be the person that will keep going, you will set yourself apart because so many people give up. And that's why people don't succeed. Like it's so simple. Success is so simple. It's just everyone overcomplicates it and gets so overwhelmed with the detail. So I think it's just taking a step back and thinking, how am I going to grow? How can I create more success in my life? And that's really the key. Be sure to check out our full conversation at themembershipguys.com slash eight seven. And yeah, what a, a delight it was chatting to Carrie and a very different interview, as I mentioned before. It was great, actually. I got to actually spend some time with Carrie down in London just last month at Upreneur Summit, where we were both speaking. And predictably, we spent pretty much the entirety of the speaker's dinner that Chris puts on for all the speakers at the events. We spent pretty much that whole time talking membership launch tactics. So there you go. Uh, we should have recorded that one too. All right. Now we're into the top three. Starting number three with... It's Jeff Goins, author of Real Artists Don't Starve, as well as The Art of Work and a range of very popular, very successful books, who joined me on the show in episode 105 to talk about monetizing your skills and creativity. Now, I really, really appreciate the chance to talk to Jeff about this subject because so often, and I mentioned this before the actual interview with Jeff in the episode, if you go to membershipguys.com slash 105, we see so often people who are in more artistic markets, artistic niches or niches, 
where they have this little voice in the back of their head telling them that it's somehow wrong to build a business around their passion, their skill, their creative craft. And so they feel bad about monetizing it, about making money, almost as though they're selling out. So Jeff actually wrote a fantastic book this year called Real Artists Don't Starve, which deliberately sets out, directly sets out to tackle this myth of the starving artist. And it was a fascinating read and fascinating even more to chat to Jeff about that very subject back in episode 105. Here's a little clip from that episode. But what really kind of set me on this journey where I said, I have to write this book was when I read an article about the artist Michelangelo and how uh, he, when he died, had $50 million to his name and he was the richest artist of the Renaissance. And all of a sudden I, I was struck with this question. If the greatest artist of the Renaissance, arguably, uh, was also the richest, what does this mean for us today? Could it mean that you don't have to sell out to make money off of your creative work? And could it also mean uh, that you don't have to starve to create your best work? Because here's a guy who's creating incredible work mm. and at the same time is making lots and lots of money off of this. He was paid a million dollars to paint the Sistine Chapel. Wow. Um he was making 10 times uh, what his contemporaries were making. And we can go into you know, what that was. But I was just fascinated with it. I said, what does this mean for us today? And thus began basically a, a research project where I looked at 500 years of history from uh, authors and artists and creative entrepreneurs. And I asked the question, what are the things that creative people have always done to succeed? Because I wanted to illustrate timeless strategies, not like really cool faddish things that work now, but won't in six months. Uh, so what are the things that have always worked, but then, you know, what are the things that are still working today and how can we capitalize on the internet and the opportunities that exist for us today to do the kind of work that we love and not have to starve for it? It was so fun talking to Jeff about this. He is such a great guy. And again, he's someone else I had a chance to spend time with in the Philippines back at Tropical Think Tank. He was the absolute life and soul of the party, which you might not actually have predicted because he's, he's quite an unassuming, quite sensible seeming guy, but he's a very, very fun guy, very knowledgeable guy. And he was a great interview. Check it out for yourself, themembershipguys.com slash 105. All right, we are closing in on that top spot. Before we get to the number one most downloaded episode, we have the runner-up. Number two is the fantastic Luria Petrucci, who joined me all the way back in episode 74 to dish and dispense knowledge about how you can use live video to market your membership. I'm a big, big fan of what Luria and her partner David are doing there at Live Streaming Pros. If you haven't come across these guys, look them up. They are doing awesome stuff in the world of live video, especially on Facebook Live. I love their show. Luria's great. David's great. They put out amazing stuff. And the funny thing with this is, now, this episode is being recorded on the 7th of December because, of course, in order to give my fantastic podcast editor time to 
cut all this into something that sounds sensible and sounds good and makes some sort of sense. And of course, in order to give the rest of the team a time to do their thing, I can't just be turning up <laughs> the night before this episode goes out with a list of the top 10 episodes. So, and it was the same thing last year. Last year's episode was recorded, I believe, in the second week in December. Now, when I recorded it, pretty much in the same way as I, I'm kind of thinking now, I'm looking at our stats and thinking, okay, there's not much chance that this top 10 is going to change between now and the release date of this episode. There are 20 days. Not likely that any episode released between now and then is going to surpass the 10 that we were covering in this episode. And that's what I thought last year. So maybe this isn't me learning from my mistakes. Because last year, my chat with Luria Petrucci just missed the cutoff. But it should, had it been done up to the wire, had it been done up to the minute, it would have been on that top 10. Because it was an instant favorite. It was extremely popular. It was downloaded en masse during the first few days that it came out. And so I felt quite bad because I love Luria. I love what they're doing. And I wanted to be able to showcase the fact that, you know, this episode has only been out for a few days and it's already top of our list. But there was that cutoff date. There had to be the cutoff date. So almost one year later, Luria Petrucci finally getting the recognition she so deserves as a guest of the Membership Guys podcast in at number two. And here's a little taste of why that episode was so popular. First and foremost, provide value. Uh, you are not going to get any viewers if you are not focused on the value first and foremost. So um, get comfortable, you know, get through some practice sessions, uh, then and only then worry about building your audience. Um, so don't, don't skip that step. Secondly, um, involve yourself in other communities. So um, you've got to, you've got to start networking. Um, it's not something that often we're comfortable with. Um, but it's something that you have to do, um, in order to build your community. Uh, I'm here, you know, talking to you, um, and hopefully, you know, a couple of people will come join my community as well and get to, to, to hang out with me on a, on a daily basis or, or how often they can't right? So like, these are the things that you've got to do, um, to involve yourself in the other communities that you, uh, that, that, that will be, um, what's the word I'm looking for? That will be, uh, there will, there will be a kind of complimentary. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I should be awake by now. Um, and then also this is a really important step that people don't, don't do use your other platforms. So if you're going live on Facebook, you've got to tell Twitter, you've got to tell Instagram or who, wherever you are on the web, um, that you're going live over there. You've got to yeah. shift the, the focus, right? So you're not going to get everybody on Twitter to go over to Facebook because some people on Twitter hate Facebook, but at least you'll get some because a lot of people are on both. Right. So Use your other platforms and use your freaking email list. <laughs> yeah. like, this is a really important one. These people already know, like, and trust you. So they're, 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 they're getting value from you already. They are going to be 90% more likely to click that button that says, hey, we're live over here and go join you. 
Thanks again to Luria for coming on the show. Hopefully, if she is listening to the episode, I am forgiven for not giving your episode its due recognition back at the end of 2016 when, yeah, it should have got in there on that top 10. I do have my fingers crossed that it's not going to happen again this year. Okay, this is it. We are there. Number one, the most downloaded episode of the Membership Guys podcast in 2017. And that honor goes to episode 100. Very, very special episode where I gathered together 16 other experienced membership site owners to get their insights and their advice as part of a very special celebratory episode for the membership guys hitting its centennial 100 episodes i'm so glad that this one has topped the list because we put a lot of work into this episode i really want to do something very special for you guys to thank you for sticking with me for 100 episodes and now we're almost a third of the way to the next milestone and i'm looking forward to hopefully having you guys along for the ride throughout the next year and beyond as we get to 200 300 400 and basically however long i can keep talking about memberships on a weekly basis but this episode is very very special to me i was so grateful to be able to bring together and to have the involvement of so many good friends peers, people I look up to, people who I highly respect, not just as membership owners, but as business owners too, and to be able to share their insights and their advice with you. So I'm going to give you a little taste of some of what these guys shared as part of episode 100. So first of all, I asked these guys, what is your one piece of advice for anybody starting a new membership website? Hey, this is Chris Ducker from youpreneur.com. And my number one piece of advice that I would give to anyone wanting to start a membership business is to make sure that you are willing to show up. Think about it logically. You want your members to pay you in an ongoing, recurring basis. Therefore, you have to show up and show the value behind being part of your community on an ongoing basis as well. Not only will that income for you be recurring, and predictive, but it will also mean that the relationships that you build as part of the founder of that community will be so much deeper and so much more rewarding for your members. So make sure you are ready and willing to show up. Most importantly, I'd say that this is not something that you just set and forget. There's a lot of work wrapped up in here, particularly in the early days when perhaps not as much money is coming in as you would like. You've still got to show up. You've still got to create the content. You've still got to do all the support. Sometimes it's even the tech side, particularly if you're on a small budget. So I'd say it's like running a website. If you've run a website already, you'll know that there's lots that goes in and it's just never finished. And I think a membership is exactly the same way. So if you've got passion for it, then I would say go for it. But just remember, you've got to get stuck in and you've got to keep going. It's a lot like being a parent. You have a responsibility. A lot of marketers are so focused on filling their membership, they forget they have customers 
And I've made a point of difference with my membership by turning up every day. In fact, a lot of the people I coach, their first question is, how can I have a membership and not be involved in it and never show up? And I think sometimes they're missing the point. A membership will really suit someone who is a nurturer, who uh, likes being social and caring for members. Now, of course, you don't have to have a forum-based membership like I do, and perhaps you can put together information products, and maybe you don't do support or products. But I will say this, if you are able to put together some kind of forum element or dynamic element, and a lot of people use Facebook groups for this these days, make sure you show up because it's really going to help your customers get results, but it also does something else. It sharpens you up and makes you really aware of the challenges your audience are having, and it keeps your finger on the pulse. And that's it. It's a wrap on 2017 for the Membership Guys podcast. Thank you to every single one of you for listening to the show, for taking a bit of time out each and every week to listen to me and to the fantastic guests that we are privileged to have the opportunity to speak to on this show. It is truly, truly appreciated. I am grateful for each and every one of you, and I hope that you'll stick with me next year and beyond, and you'll allow me to keep entering your world each and every week with the Membership Guys podcast. It's been a great year. Hopefully, it's been a great one for you too. I'll see you on the other side in 2018 with more installments of the Membership Guys podcast. If you've enjoyed today's episode of the Membership Guys podcast, we invite you to check out the membersiteacademy.com. The Member Site Academy is the essential resource for anyone at any stage of starting, growing and running a membership website. So whether you're still figuring out what your idea is going to be or whether your website is already up and running and you're just looking for ways to grow it and attract new members, then the Member Site Academy can help you to get to the next level. With our extensive course library, monthly training, exclusive member-only discounts, perks and tools, and a supportive, active community to help you along the way with feedback, encouragement and advice, the Member Site Academy is the perfect place to be for anyone looking to start, manage and grow a successful membership website. So check it out at membersiteacademy.com.